Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. Welcome back to the One Visit Away podcast. So this episode is a little bit different. Uh, it's I, I came up with this idea because I was listening to the Dave Ramsey show where people call in with questions about personal finance, uh, relationship problems, all kinds of random stuff. And at one point, I don't remember what the call was about, but someone was just sharing, you know, really uh, personal difficulty kind of thing. And I was like, man, uh, people love listening to stuff like this because people are willing to just share, you know, detailed information about uh, things they need help with. Um, and a lot of the reason people do it is because they're anonymous. It's just, you know, here's Bob from whatever city. And it's like, how do you even know that person's using the real name or the real location? So it's completely anonymous. And I thought, man, how many major gift fundraisers are there out there who need help, but uh, feel like if they raise their hand and say, I'm not exactly sure I know what to do in this situation, you know, they would fear for their job security or somehow looking incompetent or something like that. And that's something I've noticed a lot um, in the, the major gift world is for some reason, we're just all supposed to know how to do this. Uh, and it's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, people don't want to say, I'm lost. I don't know where to begin. So I decided to open up this concept where I was like, hey, I want to get some guests on. People that have questions uh, don't really know where to, what to do next, but maybe they don't want to be identified. So uh, had my first anonymous guest that you're going to listen to here. And unfortunately, there was some kind of, she began the interview on her phone and then something happened with the internet connection and there was some like on and off kind of thing. And for some reason, this is the first time it's ever happened. I lost her audio where she was describing uh, the situation. So we missed out on that, but I'll, I'll recap it to you. So I'll just give you the message she sent me originally was just, um, you know, she just said, I've just started my first full-time major gifts role. The position has been vacant for four years and the department is just coming off a capital campaign. So I do feel a bit lost as to even where to start. And so that's the message she sent. And then just, you know, in the recording, to the best of my knowledge, you know, she went on to just talk about, uh, yeah, it's been like four years. They're, they're donors. Uh, they just, no one's been in touch with them except for this hired consultant who did this capital campaign, you know, it was actually asking people for money. And she said that she has the sense that a lot of people just feel like, hey, I'm given to the capital campaign. Uh, I'm not interested in anything else. And on top of that, there's just some, uh, you know, not clear uh, goals set out for her um, doesn't really, you know, leadership above her doesn't really know what they're doing in terms of major gifts. Uh, I think our guest is the second most senior person at the organization, and she's only been there for a handful of months. Um, the leader is, you know, I don't know, something like 18 
months or something like that into the role. And so there's just a lot of, a lot of moving parts, um, very common situation that major gift fundraisers will find themselves in. So you'll see, I'll just get right into the episode in a minute. Um, but we just jump right in and go through, uh, hopefully some things of me just trying to help her out. And I hope, look, if you're a, a kick a major gift fundraiser, there's probably not a ton you're going to get out of this episode. Um, but a lot of you who aren't, you know, really honed in uh, and feeling like you're just crushing it every day, I hope this episode will be valued, valuable to you. And um, before we get into it, I do want to let you all know, uh, Major Gift Millions, if you purchase the course before the end of day uh, Friday, so let me just make sure... I have the date right, but this Friday, I believe it is the 9th, yeah, Friday the 9th of September. If you purchase the course um, before then, for individual access, you'll get a free 30-minute coaching call with me to talk about whatever you want. If you purchase team access, I'll do an hour coaching call with your whole team. We can dive deeper into any topic you want to talk about. Um, you know, we'll we'll figure it out, but... Um, go to onevisitaway.com slash millions, check out the course, and I look forward to seeing you enroll there. And uh, without any further ado, let's get to our guest, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Quick reminder, this is, uh, as I said, we lost the audio for the first several minutes where our guest was describing the situation, so it'll just jump in right now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so one of the things that's always an interesting question is do you feel like you have clearly defined goals right now like i'm getting there i think like within the past two weeks i got there kind of thing if that makes sense yeah for sure okay cool so that helps i mean so what are what are they telling you uh you know is uh necessary for success in your role can you define what you mean by that? Yeah, so so a lot of times people will okay, so you got these big things like finish the capital campaign, do fundraising, but it's not it's not super clearly defined. So like one of the reasons people struggle in major gift roles is, you know, it, it'll just it'll just be too nebulous. It's like, yeah, we want you to we want you to raise a bunch of money. Um, and it helps tremendously to say, uh, you know, last year we raised X amount of money. This year we want you to raise X plus a hundred thousand or whatever it is by this timeline. And then that gives you very clear, okay, this is what I have to do to be successful. Do you, do you have that level of clarity? No. Okay. So that's one thing I would push for for sure because and i would just ex- and a lot of times it's not uh a, a lot of times i mean it sounds like you know your organization just hasn't had this structure so it's it's not like people are you know purposefully trying to make your job difficult it's just like that they don't they don't know how to help you be successful and so i would just explain to them on the front end like hey can can we together come up with a very clearly written down uh you know list of goals of what it would look like for me to be success to, for me to be successful because otherwise um i just feel 
the weight of this enormous task and I'm just running as hard as I can, but I don't know if I'm getting anywhere or if I'm, yeah. So, so that's one of the hardest things from a, like, am I going to be successful in this role thing (laughs) that I would, because what's going to happen is, which, which is what happens at most small organizations is someone like you gets hired to do fundraising and then, a year passes by, two years passes by, and the leadership is like, hey, we, we thought we'd have all this money by now, but nothing, there's no clear standard. And so they're disappointed that you didn't raise enough money. And you're thinking like, I did everything I could. And then either you get fired or you're just like, or you just leave because you're like, I can't win here. So I would I would very much be proactive about, you know, hey, I I I love this organization. I love working with you guys. I want to be here for the long haul. Can we put this together so that we're all on we're all on the same page to ensure my success as well as the organization's success. So yeah. That that's the first thing I was telling you cuz you know, it's like it's one thing to say uh okay, running a marathon is incredibly challenging. Mm-hmm. But if you know that it's 26.2 miles or whatever it is, um, you know, hey, that's the end line. I can do this. Right. But if it's just like, hey, get on this road and run forever, right. it's, it's mentally impossible to keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's a really good point. So that's my first, uh, that's my first recommendation of something that's, it's outside of your control insofar as you can't set the goals, but you can be proactive about helping leadership understand the importance of it and hopefully getting that down on paper. So that's number one. Okay. So tell me about what's, uh, is your donor base like mostly local to you? Is it easy to get in, like to get to people in person? Um, I would say there's a large concentration, but it is national as well. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, my, my first, my, now that we're, we're past the, the big, you know, overarching problem, I would say mm-hmm. now we're down to the specific, what, what can you do? So the next thing I would say is, do you have a, a clearly defined portfolio of like, yep. All right, here we go. So we gotta we gotta solve this. <laughs> right. <laughs> um what you said you've got the the leader of the organization who's been there for a vast uh twelve months or twenty-four months. 12, um yeah. do they have people that they've designated as this is my portfolio? No. Okay. So that's your next step. This is a uh, this is another this is another thing to make it manageable. Because right. the the other thing that makes it really difficult is, all right, we've got three thousand people in our database. I guess I'm responsible for all of them, and right. that's impossible. Yeah. And so, so between you and the leader of the organization, I'm assuming those are the only two uh, possible major gift fundraiser type uh, roles you know, the leader is going to have a certain number of people in their portfolio. Um, and then you've got to pick what your, what your list is. And 
exactly how many people it is, I don't think is that important. A lot of people get hung up on, um, you know, you should have 50 people in your portfolio or you should have 75 or you should have 100 or 125. Right. Um, I think everybody's different. Every organization's different. It depends on are they local? Are they all over the world? Whatever. I would just pick a number. Just just define this is it. Because if if you have 50 people that you've determined this is my portfolio and it's defined, you're going to have way more success if you can actually focus on those 50 rather than it's infinite. Um, So that's your next task is I'd I'd pick and it can be you're not determining this for forever, but I would I would pick, hey, I'm going to start with these 75 people or whatever it is. And what I would, the way I would pick it originally is just look at, um, you know, there's a few ways you could look at it. Total lifetime giving to the organization. Mm-hmm. You could look at, you know, a, a place I always start is who's given a thousand dollars or more right. to the organization, because it's just a, an easy indicator that this person probably has greater capacity than the normal person. Um, so yeah, I would just, I would pick that portfolio and decide this is who I'm going to approach first and, and go from there. So I'll stop talking if you've got any questions or comments about that. No, I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. I think something I didn't realize I was maybe like having a little bit of a time with until you really brought it up was definitions of success, I guess, you know, you know, so that that does help and kind of having those clear expectations. So like you said, I'm not here two years and they're going, why do we hire her? Why are we paying her? What does she do? And I'm right. not going, I'm just on a hamster wheel going round and round and round yeah, and yeah. happening. So <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So I have that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, let me ask you this. How many, how many visits have you been on? How many times have you like gotten in front of a donor one-on-one and... <laughs> So one-on-one. Okay. I think about 10 to 15. My goal, once I get the portfolio is like minimum once a week, just getting on the phone otherwise. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So I would make that your, that's always my, my number one place to start is just getting, getting more visits in front of your donors. So once you've got that portfolio, I would just start getting to work, getting in front of getting in front of these people. So because that's the other thing, you know, what you mentioned before is is this idea that some of your donors, they've participated in the capital campaign and they're like, hey, we're we're doing that, we're done, like don't need to do anything else. And especially when when you've got limited uh when we've got limited information, we can take, you know, one or two or three people that said something like that and then apply it to, well, that's probably how everybody feels. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair play. <laughs> and so it's, I mean, it, it could be that everybody's just like, that's it. I, you know, I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not there. I know nothing about it, <laughs> but it's probably not the case. Hmm. And, and the other thing I would say is, even if even if that is the let's say every single person in your database says that 
Hey, we did the capital campaign. We're done. We're not giving anything else this year. Well, still the best thing in the world you can possibly do is go visit with them. Right. Because a lot of times um, it even signals, like if if somebody tells us we're not going to give any, and then we're like, oh, okay, no reason for us to visit. Well, then we just like indicated to them the only reason I want to visit with you is to get your money. Fair play. So, yeah, I would just go schedule visit. I'd pick that portfolio. I would just start at the top, work your way down, reaching out to schedule visits with everybody in there and uh, and just get after it. Yeah, I guess I guess my hesitation, and this might just be my own baggage coming along for the ride, right, is that a lot of these people haven't given maybe three, four years. I don't know what communication has been like. And I'm kind of going like, I can use the new kid excuse, sure. But I guess there's a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, it's been so long. I don't know if they're even still interested. And I guess I need to let them tell me that. So Exactly, 100%. And that's, that is all of us. Like the, the way you feel is completely normal. And it's one of the reasons that major gifts is so scary kind of is because, you know, if you're just sitting there and you're going to send out an email, uh, like if you're just going to send out an email to everybody in the database, there's really no risk to you. Like that you're not going to feel uncomfortable at any point when, when someone doesn't respond to the email you sent to 3000 people, you don't take it personally at all. But if you reach out to schedule a visit, you know, and you call somebody and they pick up like anything could happen. And it's, it's not our brains are wired to prepare for the worst case scenario because it's trying to protect us from like the bad thing happening, but it's not, it's not going to be bad. Like the, I mean, the number of times I've scheduled over a thousand visits and the number of times someone got, no, no, I think there's only one time someone got mad at me and it was because I was being too aggressive. Like I was basically the, the person told me, you know, like I called to schedule a visit. She was walking into a meeting and she, and she told me, she's like, I'm walking into a meeting right now. And I was like, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, I just want to like, this will take 10 seconds. I just want to see if this times work. And she was like, I'm walking into a meeting, hang up. And I was like, okay, I, I deserved that one. But, but that's the only time I can recall that anyone ever got upset at me. And that was, to- that was, I was being too aggressive. If you reach out and it's just like, Hey, Bob, this is, you know, Sue with XYZ organization. The reason I'm reaching out is to schedule a visit regarding our organization. How does next Tuesday at 10 a.m. look for you? The people want to visit with organizations they care about. And I would imagine, I mean, if you had any level of success with this capital campaign from a totally outside consultant, um, I would imagine people really care about your organization. Like they probably have some long standing, like personal ties to it. And, and it's important to them Would that. Yeah. Would you agree? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think you have like being new, you have that, like, I don't know that like filter, right. Of being new where you don't know that about like people in the organization quite yet, because you're like, I don't even know where I, you know, go to ask this question. And, you know, you, you, I guess sometimes being new might, you get a little short-sighted perhaps, right? Like, like, oh no, there are people who have been part of this for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right. You know, you don't have that longevity, but it doesn't mean they don't. Exactly. So I would view your role, like when you're reaching out to visit with people, I would view your role so much, especially in the next, you know, 90 days, just one of, you know, huge curiosity. Like I want to learn. I want to know, um, yeah, like people are going to be excited that you're reaching out to them, not because they love you. And it's like, oh my goodness, we saw the email with your introduction to the organization. We couldn't wait. But like, but because you are quite possibly the first person in five years or more who has given them the opportunity to be more connected to the organization, who's given them the opportunity to share their story of why it means so much to them and and ultimately be a, a vehicle for them to become more deeply engaged. And so I would just approach it with curiosity and especially those, you know, first time you're reaching out to these people, like you can even just tell people like, you know, if you want to, if it helps you, you don't have to, but you can tell people, I, I am so new to this and we've been, it's been five years since somebody's been in my role. I am not here to ask you for a gift on this visit. I just want to get to know you. And if you would give me an hour of your time, it would be a great joy to me and I would really look forward to it. How dare you? Don't you dare call me again. <laughs> <laughs> and if that happens, we'll just, uh, we'll call it a day after that. Yeah. Just call it. <laughs> For but sure. You raise a really good point. And I think sometimes when you're knee deep into fundraising, you for, you're, you're looking at, you know, stats and is hmm. this word better to use than that word? And how about this sentence versus that? And you get so bogged down by statistics and studies and, oh, well, what does this person think over this person that you kind of forget why we're here in the first place? And I, I don't know if that sounds terrible, but like, it's, you know, you're that vehicle to bring people closer to the organization and so that they can do more with their lives and their finances and things like that. So yeah. For sure. Yeah. So here's your, we're coming up on time here. This has been a lot of fun. Um, here's your homework. You, you long term, you got to get those, uh, you know, the clearly defined goals. You got to get that set up. You've got to get your portfolio determined. But the next thing, your immediate goal for today, because you can do it as soon as we get off of here, is reach out to schedule a visit with somebody. You probably already have somebody in mind that you're like, I got to go get in front of this person. Reach out to them, get the visit scheduled. It's going to be awesome. And uh, let me know. Let me know how it goes. I look forward to hearing about it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, this was awesome. Talk soon. 
That was our first ever anonymous guest on the One Visit Away podcast. If you enjoyed that episode um, and you want to be uh, having this type of conversation with me, if you've got questions about anything, any issue you're having, any problem you want to talk through, um, send me an email or uh, a message on LinkedIn and uh, look forward to talking to you about it. But uh, as I mentioned earlier on at the beginning of this episode, if you enroll in Major Gift Millions before the end of the day this Friday, September 9th, with individual access, you will get a bonus 30-minute uh, coaching call with me. And uh, if you purchase the team access, um, I'll throw in a 60-minute coaching call for your whole team. So go check it out. Um, I hope you enroll in the course. Uh, check out onevisitaway.com slash millions. You can see the recently updated testimonial section and i got more of those coming soon but thank you so much for listening hope you enroll in the course if this episode has inspired you to go schedule more visits um please leave a rating and review and apple podcasts and share the show with other development professionals i hope this episode has encouraged you to go get some more visits on the calendar after all you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization